Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store. Orleans Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Birds and Beans Shade Grown Bird Friendly Coffee. Birdsandbeans.com. And proudly sponsored by Ocean State Bird Club. We'd like to invite all of Ray's listeners to join us on one of our free upcoming walks at birding hotspots throughout Rhode Island. Explore the smallest state in the Union with the biggest variety of birds by visiting our website, www.oceanstatebirdclub.org, for more information. You can also follow us on Facebook. Find out all we have to offer birders with Ocean State Bird Club. Good morning. Welcome to our show, number 727, and happy Mother's Day to all the moms in our Talking Birds audience. Well, there's lots of news about birds and our planet this week, some good and some not so good. From the really bad news department, a newly released United Nations report finds that humans are having an unprecedented and devastating effect on global biodiversity with about a million animal and plant species now threatened with extinction. The report comes from the UN's Intergovernmental Science Policy Platform on Biodiversity and Ecosystem Services, which includes representatives from 132 countries. And in answer to those who suggest that species extinction is a normal process, the report points out that while extinctions have occurred throughout the planet's history, the global rate of species extinction over the past 50 years is, quote, at least tens to hundreds of times higher than it has averaged over the past 10 million years, end quote from that study. And as for birds in particular, a recent study from BirdLife International suggests that one in eight species of birds on the planet is now threatened with extinction. Here's some good news. It's about something that affects birds and all other creatures, including humans, and it has to do with that word we're hearing more and more in not in a good way. Plastics. 187 countries, not including the United States, have agreed to treat plastic as hazardous waste. The legally binding framework for reducing plastic waste means countries will have to monitor and track thousands of types of plastic waste outside their borders. So the deal which essentially updates the 1989 Basel Convention that regulates movement of hazardous material from one country to another to include plastic was struck after representatives met for 12 days of discussions at a UN Environment Program meeting in Geneva, Switzerland. It's still good news, though, even though the U.S. has not signed on because the ruling will still apply to the U.S. when we try to send our plastic waste to other countries. Some bad news from Maryland. Officials there say at least seven bald eagles have been killed in the past nine weeks on Maryland's eastern shore after exposure to a powerful pesticide that's been illegal for a decade. The pesticide is carbofuran, formerly marketed as furidan, once a popular farm pesticide used to target foxes and raccoons. It's been banned for all use since 2009 because it was so powerful it ended up killing animals not targeted by its use but the officials say it can be easily purchased online and farmers are believed to have stockpiles of the banned substance apparently no specific source of the poisoning has yet been found 
And what happens if somebody intentionally kills protected migratory birds? Well, if you're 40-year-old Jesse Mertens of Geneseo, North Dakota, what happens is that you get fined $15,000 and serve five years of probation for violating the Federal Migratory Bird Treaty Act. As reported by the Bismarck Tribune and other news outlets, Mr. Mertens was raising exotic waterfowl and set up traps to protect them from predator birds. Officials say they found more than two dozen protected migratory birds in and around those traps. And some potential good news from Maine, where the state legislature is considering a bill to classify intentionally released balloons as litter under the state's litter laws. Why? Well, as the proposal states, balloons are the number one marine debris risk of mortality for seabirds. Balloons kill wildlife and farm animals. Balloons are a threat to marine animals, including dolphins, whales, turtles, and other marine species. They're not biodegradable. Even latex balloons' slow decomposition provides plenty of time for them to travel and encounter many animals that may mistake it for a tasty snack or have it twist around their legs. And balloons are also a choking hazard for children, causing more childhood deaths than any other toy. We understand that the bill passed in the House, but it's currently tangled up in the Senate. Stay tuned for updates. And now for the great unveiling. It's the second annual Talkin' Birds Make Your Own Swag Contest, in which upon your request, we'll send you a beautiful full-color Talkin' Birds logo patch which you can iron on to your hat or shirt or jacket or backpack or whatever. Then you snap a photo of yourself or a friend with the patch attached, maybe when you're out birding, and email us that photo. Every week for five weeks, we'll choose a favorite photo and announce the winner of a great weekly prize. And then we'll award the grand prize a pair of Zeiss Terra ED 8x42 binoculars, a $500 value. If you'd like to enter, just send an email to ray at talkingbirds.com to request a patch. We'll get one in the mail to you along with full contest instructions. That address again, ray at talkingbirds.com. And good luck as you make your own swag. We're listening to our mystery bird and a preview of our mystery bird contest. Coming a little later in the show, some clues. Our mystery bird is small and mostly brown, with black and white streaks on the back, buff-colored flanks, and a whitish chest. Our bird, which inhabits most of the northern half of the U.S. in spring and summer, is found in marshy areas where it feeds on insects and spiders. Our mystery bird is associated with cattails, and its often upward-pointed tail looks a little bit like a cattail. Beautiful prizes, including a Droll Yankees Observer window feeder, a download or online access to the LarkWire app that makes learning bird sounds a game, and a big bag of delicious, bird-friendly, shade-grown birds and beans coffee on our Mystery Bird Contest, coming along in a little bit here on our show. Yes, we want to say welcome and thank you to more Talking Birds ambassadors. Who are they? They're Talking Birds listeners who agree to let us send them some of our little Talking Birds show info cards to hand out to their friends and neighbors. 
and fellow birders. And this morning, a big thank you to Annette Goyne from Richford, Vermont. Thank you for the kind words about the show, Annette. She says she's on the Richford, Vermont Conservation Committee. They have a birding walk for the public on their local pedestrian rail trail Saturday, May 25th. She'll pass out cards at that event. She says she's also started, or actually this is a Vermont Bird Diva. She calls her Bridget Butler will start a monthly birds and beer social gathering. And she'll pass them out there as well. Birders will be getting together, having dinner, and maybe having a couple of beers and uh, talking birds. She said she'll also hand out some cards at the monthly walks at the Mrs. Coy National Wildlife Refuge. They're by the eastern shore of Lake Champlain. And thank you to Bill Bertke from Independence, Kentucky. He says he just found our podcast. He's on three and a half acres of land there with trees and fields and a nice creek. He says, right now I'm enjoying the arrival of Baltimore Orioles, two males and a female. He says, I'm sitting on my deck listening to a wood thrush while a bluebird is darting down to the yard gathering insects so peaceful after a day of work. Thank you, Bill. And Talking Birds listeners, I know that Bill and Annette would love to have you join them in the Talking Birds Ambassadors family. To do it, just click on the contact button at talkingbirds.com. That's the contact button at talkingbirds.com and choose the Become an Ambassador option. Meanwhile, great thanks and congratulations to our friends at the Audubon Society of Rhode Island on their fabulously successful party for the Peregrines on Friday night with tens of thousands of dollars raised in support of the Audubon Raptor Care Program, Raptors in Schools, Providence Peregrine Webcam, Raptor Weekend, and the protection of thousands of acres of habitat for Raptors in Rhode Island. And still to come on our show today, our friend Nick Lund, a.k.a. The Birdist, creator of the Birdist's Rules of Birding at Audubon.org will give us a preview of some more exciting birding festivals this time up in the state of Maine, including one that will host a Talking Birds broadcast in a couple of weeks. Plus, we'll catch up with our man Mike O'Connor in our Let's Ask Mike segment on a special springtime subject, the Dawn Chorus. And up next, a couple of curious Scotsmen help introduce us to today's featured feathered friend, Presented by Birdwatching Magazine. For more than a quarter century, Birdwatching has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. Say, McGregor, what's that bird over there? Well, McTavish, I can't tell with that fog rolling in off the moor. Let's see if we can get a closer look. Wait a minute, McGregor. I think I hear him calling. Aye, I hear it too. Piping Plover! Hi, I mean yes, the Piping Plover. No plaid in sight and not wearing a bearskin cap. Just a small shorebird with a pale tan back and white underparts. A single black or brown band around the short neck and moderately long yellow legs. Piping Plover chicks have been described as looking like a ball of cotton on a stick. The piping plover is an endangered species here in the U.S. and in Canada. Although his numbers have stabilized and in some places increased again. And here's why he's called the piping plover. (whistles) 
the piping plover, our featured feathered friend here on Talking Birds. Thanks again for being with us here on our show number 727. Upcoming here, it's our mystery bird contest. In the meanwhile, we hope you'll check us out on our website. That's TalkinBirds.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Talking Birds and uh, check out some of the wonderful new pictures that we have on our newly uh, enlivened Instagram account there, all at Talking Birds. And up next, it's our mystery bird contest uh, coming up here. Oh, wait a second. We're in the, we're, we're, we've got our, we got our timing messed up. And it's not Nick Lund's fault, but we can blame him because he's on the line with us uh, right now. Nick Lund is the birdist. And his website it's probably is. My fault. Uh, thank you for accepting blame. We appreciate that because <laughs> yeah. we take most of it around here. Uh, Nick no also problem. composes the Birdist Rules of Birding on National Audubon's website, Audubon.org, and he now serves as outreach and network manager for Maine Audubon. And it's in connection with that third capacity that we welcome him back to Talking Birds today. Good morning, Nick. Good morning, Ray. How you doing? Oh, we're doing well, and we forgive you for uh, kind of that mess up there. So Yeah, happens all the time from my end. Sorry. So big festivals this spring in Maine right now, Nick, are coming soon. We could start maybe with the one where you and I will meet up in a couple of weeks, the L.L. Bean Maine Audubon Birding Festival in Freeport over the Memorial Day weekend. How about a little overview of events? Yeah, sure. May 24th to 26th. There's no better place to be in late May and early June than the state of Maine. Uh, we're going to be at the L.L. Bean Maynard Audubon Birding Festival in Freeport, where L.L. Bean is located. Uh, we're going to have keynote from Laura Erickson, the legendary Laura Erickson. Uh, we're going to have tons of field trips, including to Monhegan Island, uh, uh, one of my favorite places on Earth, um, all around the Freeport area. And I'm also really excited about having a comics workshop from Talking Birds' favorite, Rosemary Mosco. Yeah, she'll be um, on the on. air with us that, uh, on the 26th there. Yeah, and of course, uh, Ray Brown's Talking Birds will be broadcasting live from the festival on, on Sunday. Well, uh, thanks for mentioning that. So that's on the Memorial Day weekend there in Freeport, Maine. And uh, yep. some other festivals in the great state of Maine coming up too, right? Yeah, we got a ton coming up. Um, just before the L.O. Bean Festival on Deer Isle, Maine, is the Wave, Wings, Waves, and Woods Festival. Mm-hmm. That's the 17th to the 19th. Um, the Down East Spring Birding Festival in Cobbs Cook Bay, way up the coast. Uh, that's a beautiful spot. It's the 24th to the 27th. Um, I will be at the Acadia Birding Festival in Bar Harbor, a lovely Bar Harbor mm-hmm. at Acadia National Park, May 30th to June 2nd. That's going to be a blast. Laura Erickson will be there as well. Um, and then finally, uh, we're really excited about a new festival starting this year in Rangeley, so the sort of interior uh, mountain part of the state. Um, excellent birding up in the boreal with all kinds of uh, blackback woodpeckers and boreal chickadees and all kinds of warblers on their breeding grounds, not in migration, on their breeding grounds. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the Rangeley Birding Festival on June 7th to 9th. All right. So those are all in the uh, great state of Maine. I'm glad you said the Down East Spring Birding Festival because I noticed a typo here. We had it as the Downcast Spring Birding um, Festival. And it's, no. <laughs> and it's, it's quite uh, joyful, actually. Yeah. <laughs> anything but downcast. All right, some great <laughs> festivals going on there. Uh, getting back to uh, you as the birdist, Nick, who can find uh, pieces written by you at audubon.org. Uh, and is this correct? It says here there's a piece that you've just written connected to the Game of Thrones. What's that about? Yeah. 
This is a really fun one I just did. Uh, it's basically a field guide to the birds of Game of Thrones. Um, as you're watching tonight, listen in the background. You can hear all kinds of birds if you pay attention. Nighthawks and prayer warblers and all kinds of stuff. And so I went through and uh, found birds singing in the background of uh, every all of the Seven Kingdoms and Westeros. <laughs> and I also very excitedly uh, got to interview the head sound guy, Tim Kimmel, for Game of Thrones. Wow. And he had some extremely cool things to say about their process for... Um, thinking about what bird sounds would sound best for which scene and, you know, creating new bird sounds when, when they don't have one that fits. Um, it's a really interesting and, and much more elaborate process than you might think. Yeah, and how do we get to your article about it? Uh, just Google it at uh, National Audubon Society, um, the uh, Audubon.org website. I should be right there. All right, how Game of Thrones gets packed with birds and not just ravens. Nick Lund is right. the birdist. Find him at thebirdist.com and at audubon.org and at the L.L. Bean Maine Audubon Birding Festival on the Memorial Day weekend at, and at the Acadia Birding Festival, Acadia National right. Park, May 30th to June 2nd. Nick, thank you. We'll see you soon. See you soon. Have a good one. Coming up next here, it's our mystery bird contest for real this time in just one minute. Hello, I'm Ed Begley, Jr., and wherever you call home, the sounds of wildlife connect you with a greater family of life. That's why you shudder each time you see woods, marshes, meadows, or grasslands being destroyed. You know that countless birds and other wild animals are losing their homes, the greatest threat to their survival. Among the growing number of threats to wildlife, habitat loss is the most devastating. The Humane Society Wildlife Land Trust offers a humane solution working with private landowners to protect habitat as permanent safe havens for wildlife. When you hear the familiar wild voices you love, remember, your voice is the one that can speak for wildlife and for the land they call home, ensuring that it stays forever wild. To learn more, to work with the Humane Society Wildlife Land Trust, visit wildlifelandtrust.org. Well, if you're not hearing our Sunday morning show live and would like to, so that, for example, you can take part in our mystery bird contest. It's an easy way to do it. Just go to our website, TalkinBirds.com, and uh, find the Listen button up at the top of the page. That's at TalkinBirds.com, and you can see uh, very easily how to listen online to our show live, uh, wherever you are. And uh, then there's this, too. You can listen to our podcasts on your Android phone or on your iPhone. You'll find the little logos right on the phone. Those are some very easy ways to listen to previous shows. It's our mystery bird contest, and this is our mystery bird. It's a small and mostly brown bird with black and white streaks on the back, buff-colored flanks, and a whitish chest. Our bird, which inhabits most of the northern half of the U.S. in spring and summer, is found in marshy areas where it feeds on insects and spiders. Our mystery bird is associated with cattails, and its often upward-pointed tail looks a little bit like a cattail. Some clues there about our mystery bird and some sounds of our bird. Our prizes include the Droll Yankees Observer Window Feeder from Droll Yankees, makers of the world's best bird feeders. This is the feeder that lets you see the birds right up close with an unobstructed view. Three strong suction cups attach the feeder 
right to your window, and it holds a couple of cups of seed or fruit or suet or mealworms. Bonus prizes, a download to your iOS device or online access to the LarkWire app, the app that makes learning bird sounds a game. And another bonus prize this morning, a big bag of delicious, bird-friendly, shade-grown birds and beans coffee. It's great coffee and great for the birds. Those are our prizes, clues, and the sound of our mystery bird. Uh, All we need now is the phone number and are urging you to call as soon as you possibly can so we don't run out of time for the contest. 781-837-4900 is the number. That's 781-837-4900. As always, if we don't get a correct answer, a drawing will determine our winner from those answers that were almost correct. 781-837-4900. Call us as soon as you can. Meanwhile, we'll check in with Mike O'Connor as we celebrate the dawn chorus of spring. Let's ask Mike live in just one minute. Talking Birds, we're for the birds. And we want to say thanks to another Talking Birds ambassador who's helping to spread the word about birds and conservation. I'm Dennis Schoenfelder, and I'm calling from Center, Colorado. I had to become a Talking Birds ambassador because I want other people to know about the show. If you're listening to Talking Birds, you need to become a Talking Birds ambassador and get all your friends to become Talking Birds ambassadors so you can get the word out. It's a great show to represent birds. Talkin' Birds listeners, we hope you'll become a Talkin' Birds ambassador. Just visit our website, TalkinBirds.com. Click on the contact button and then choose the Become an Ambassador option. We'll send you some info cards to hand out to your friends and neighbors. That's the contact button at TalkinBirds.com. And thanks. Mike O'Connor is down there at the famous legendary Birdwatchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod, and he is with us right now, I believe. Good morning, Mike. Hey, good morning, and happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Indeed, and Mike, in case you weren't up early this morning, we want to uh, serenade you here with a little dawn chorus. Pretty nice, huh? Yeah, oh my gosh, yeah. I should have gotten up and early. Well, you know, I'll have to get up now. Can That's you play it for me Now day? you know what it sounds like, so you can yeah, uh, we can work out check it out Will you call me around 10 o'clock and play that for me? I won't have to get up <laughs> Well, it's quite an amazing phenomenon, isn't it, the dawn chorus that we can enjoy around these uh, temperate parts of the world especially, right? Oh, it is. And, you know, it's funny how things just flip when you get older. When I remember when I was a kid, I'd, you know, be a spring morning and have the windows open and the birds would start singing like 4 o'clock. I'm thinking, oh, my God, shut the windows. Who can stand that racket? <laughs> but now, you know, as you become a bird, it becomes, it's really interesting. And and you wonder why why they get up so early, why why they start singing at such a early part of the day and you know of course scientists like to think about everything so they they wonder about that and one of the theories is first of all that um nighttime's tough for birds that um they can get uh you know if, they, if the male makes it through the night he wants to make wake up and announce his territory if he's on a territory to all the other birds now what the the Birds that sound the loudest to me are the, are the cardinals and the robins and the catbirds. And my yet always like four o'clock in the morning, and the birds that wake up the earliest with the most energy um, 
advertise that they are the fittest male that they should have a partner that they should be be able to mate with uh, a available female and if they are already on the territory they're announcing to the other males stay out this is my area and what sounds like the same robin or the same two or three robins to us is very clearly different to the other robins because each male has its own particular song that sounds the same to us but each male knows that's a different bird and to stay out of that territory so they wake up early this to sing the other the reason is it's kind of too early to do anything else they can't really forage at that time of day it's too dark so they can't really spend their day doing anything else so they get up early they defend their territory but they need to wait for the sun to come up before they can start foraging. And also, it's darker, so the predators can't find them as easy. So they can they can feel a little bit bold about singing that time of day. And the other reason is they think it's um, you know this kind of go they go kind of go back and forth with this. But they think the morning air is just clearer, the sound carries, and they can make the birds can make their statement a little bit louder, and they can announce their particular version of the call, and it doesn't get muffled with all the sounds of the, the wind mm-hmm. when the sun comes up in the daily activities. All right, really really be heard. I remember Johnny Carson on The Tonight Show. He used to talk about how he'd hear those beautiful bird sounds in the morning, and he would lean over and take his clock radio and throw it at the windows. <laughs> yeah, uh, the old days of the clock radio. Thank you, Mike. Talk to you next okay, week. Okay, we'll talk to you next week, Greg. All right, Mike O'Connor down there at the legendary Birdwatchers General Store on Cape Cod, Orleans, to be exact. For over a quarter century, Birdwatching Magazine has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. Regular contributors include expert birders and authors such as Ken Kaufman, David Sibley, Pete Dunn, Laura Erickson, and others. Learn more at birdwatchingdaily.com. Meanwhile, back at the Mystery Bird Contest. This is the bird we're trying to identify this morning. At stake, a beautiful Droll Yankees Observer window feeder as a prize and a download to your iOS device or online access to the LarkWire app. Makes learning bird sounds a game and a big bag of delicious birds and beans bird-friendly, shade-grown coffee. 781-837-4900 is the number. That's 781-837-4900. I believe we have Andrew in Situate, Massachusetts here. Good morning, Andrew. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Good to hear from you. And what's our mystery bird, Andrew? Well, I have two, and I guess i got to just guess one, so I'm going to go with the gray catbird. The gray catbird is a fairly... doesn't seem to be the correct guess, according to our... Talking Birds um, Orchestra and Trumpet section there. But thank you, Andrew. Try us again. Right out. All right. Let's try Ed in Saugus, Massachusetts. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Ray. Chirp, chirp, chirp. <laughs> chirp, chirp, chirp to you too, Ed. <laughs> may, I guess, may I guess an egret, please? You may guess an egret. Yes, go right ahead. I guess, you just, I guess you just did. <laughs> Let me just check here. It does not appear to be an egret of any sort. No. Sorry, Ed. <laughs> Thank you, Ray. Enjoy the show. Take care. Thanks a lot. All right. Not an egret and uh, not um, our previous guest, which, of course, I've already forgotten. But we'll go on to Michael, who is somewhere in the great state of Minnesota. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Ray. Good morning. In Minnesota, whereabouts? I'm Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Okay. Have you ever been to the Sax Zim Bog Festival way up north there? 
I have not, but it's been on my list of things to do for a long time now. Yeah, I guess it's pretty cool. Great gray owls and all kinds of amazing birds up there. Uh, mm-hmm. in the it's winter. beautiful country up there yeah. in general. A big festival in February, I believe. So, uh, Michael, how about our mystery bird? What do you think? Marsh wren? How about a marsh wren? Not only a top quality guess, but exactly the uh, correct answer. We've got to get a little bit of a, of a quieter audience here. These guys are going wild. All right. <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh, anyway, nice job, Michael. You are absolutely correct. Marsh Wren is the answer, and uh, Jesse will take your name and address and all that. We'll send you those uh, pretty nifty prizes. Great, thank you. Okay, thank you, Michael. In uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Marsh Wren is the bird, and we're just about out of time for our show. Next week, we'll talk about shearwaters and some amazing research with a couple of amazing researchers. It'll be on our show right here next week. Thanks to our amazing Talking Birds team, Debbie Bleacher, Freya McGregor, and our engineer, Jesse Wilkins. I'm Ray Brown. See you next week. Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers General Store. Orleans Cape Cod, birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By L.L. Bean, inspiring you to get outdoors. LLBean.com. By Celestron, offering binoculars and scopes for birders of all levels. Celestron.com. By Birds and Beans, shade-grown, bird-friendly coffee. Birdsandbeans.com. And proudly sponsored by Ocean State Bird Club. We'd like to invite all of Ray's listeners to join us on one of our free upcoming walks at birding hotspots throughout Rhode Island. Explore the smallest state in the Union with the biggest variety of birds by visiting our website, www.oceanstatebirdclub.org, for more information. You can also follow us on Facebook. Find out all we have to offer birders with Ocean State Bird Club. (whistles) 